0: Welcome to Hotel Analyst's Perspective podcast. Each week we discuss three key stories impacting hotel investors globally. If you like what you hear, learn far more from us by visiting hotelanalyst.co.uk online. I'm Chris Bowne, web editor, and joining me at the editorial desk this week in the UK are Andrew Sangster, Editorial Director of Hotel Analyst, and Catherine Dogrell, Hotel Analyst Perspective Editor. This week we're talking about Thailand's acquisitive hotel group minor, Rocco Forte's Italian foray and what's going on in the Spanish market. Andrew, you've been casting your eye over Minor, uh, the man behind it, and quite what they're up to.
1: Yeah, it, it's really interesting um, the whole story. I mean, there's a great backstory here with Bill Heinecke the founder of Minor, um, and the, the huge business he's built from scratch over the last few decades. Um, it, it reminded me very much of. Uh, Lord Forte Um, and Bill came into Thailand as an American um, has taken up Thai nationality and has built his company in his adoptive country and it's a very similar story to Forte in terms of building up this giant hospitality conglomerate that dominates that that domestic market Um, It's interesting in terms of this deal that they're doing with NH uh, just because we made a big play in terms of you know it's the minor hotel group becoming a major hotel group, pun pun pun. <laughs> um, but 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 the reality is that um, the combination is still a tenth the size of the, the world's biggest hotel brands. So you're looking at just over eighty thousand rooms uh, in total with NH and um, Minor together. But um, Marriott is well over a million. Um, and of the big four global majors we normally talk about Marriott, Hilton, IHG and Accor um, Accor is the nearest and that's well over half a million hotel rooms so there's a long long way to go before uh, Minor does indeed become a major Um, but but I I think that journey is going to be very interesting to watch because he has built this big conglomerate which almost a, a half of its turnover comes from non-hotel sources, mostly through food, through um, fast-food restaurants. There's a significant business too in retail and uh, owning fashion brands, which is essentially a Thai-based business. Um, How it develops now going forward? is a question um uh, in in terms of is it going to be a target or is it going to be the predator and right now they're clearly wanting to be the predator i mean they've already been linked this week with a move on leela venture in india um as a deal that potentially up to 350 million u.s dollars in value um He's also Bill has also been quoted um, as eyeing a number of deals in other markets. and uh, He's looking quite closely at Japan and the U.S. But the reality is, is this company, which has a market cap now of what, five billion U.S. dollars, um, is it capable of becoming uh, a true rival to these other global giants? It's got a. It, it's got to go some to get there. Um, and certainly, thus far, the. St- uh stock market investors in Thailand don't seem entirely convinced. Um miners share price is down something like twenty percent on the year um since the announcement of all of these moves. So I think he's got some convincing to do. I think it's possible, but I think there's also a very significant risk of him becoming a, a breakup break up candidate, pretty much like Forte became
0: Okay, now Catherine you've had a bit of a closer look at what um miners up to more recently on the ground.
2: Yes, I mean, one of the interesting things that Miner brings to the table as compared to the larger global operators is that they have these things, they have this strong f they bought this stake in Corbin & King, they have apartment brands in the form of Oaks, they have something that they can bring to the companies which they buy, and they have something which the other hotel operators may not necessarily have. So yes, they may end up getting broken up and somebody would take that stake in Corbin & King back and make things much better for the parlous state of, uh, of their f and offerings as far as the hotel operators go. But they've also got something that they can bolt on if you're um, if you're an owner. It's an interesting proposition, and um, and let's not forget that they saw off the likes of Hyatt, um, who you know lots of people have seen off the likes of Hyatt over the years. But they're, they're <coughs> bound to buy something sooner or later. Um, and, of course, have done recently without wishing to be uh, too harsh to hire it. But they have seen them off and they are becoming a player and it's becoming a European thing. But whether they're going to, when we spoke to them earlier this year, they talked about how they were prepared to do standalone restaurants, how they are even prepared to put restaurants into other hotels. So they're not a kind of the locked down, all one ecosystem operator that we're used to seeing. There's a bit of flexibility there, which um, makes them very interesting to watch. Um, and, of course, recently they bought a 10% stake in GHA, um which they have been part of before, but I think the other shareholders felt that they should, seeing as they were so large, take more of a role. And that gives them another distribution edge, which the others don't necessarily have. So kind of bringing something a little bit more unusual to the sector, very interesting one to watch.
0: And they've got quite a few. Uh, they're quite quite good at alliances as well, aren't they? Because um, they've uh, they've they've drawn several other investors to to do the deals they're doing at the moment. And uh, in fact, they've they're probably going to have to share the ownership of NH with somebody else, aren't they?
1: Yes. So this is a reflection of, of the simple size of the company. They simply haven't got that financial firepower to come in there and do it all on their own. So they've got to tie up with other players. But but just to amplify. Um, Uh, Catherine's point in terms of doing it slightly differently. I think it reflects that we're going to have to start looking eastward as much as we look westward in terms of where the action is and where where the innovators are. Um, And and Thailand is, I think, a very underappreciated market. It's the the fourth biggest um, market in terms of international tourism receipts. Spain is number two, um, the US is number one, France is number three. So it's huge Um, and I think that gives it a great bedrock on which to build this business and they've got fantastic footholds now obviously in Spain and and in Thailand so they're in sort of number two and number four very strong markets. Um, They're on the doorstep of China so there's great potential there in terms of tapping into that vast outbound market so they're, they're they're in a very good position to exploit that they've got a, a more innovative business model in the sense of it. it's not sort of high bound to this management contract or franchise only approach and with all the bits that Catherine's been talking about in terms of the F&B and potentially perhaps you know they might start rolling together some of this retail stuff they're into some of these fashion brands they're into you could see all of that come into play at some point so I, I think it's quite interesting
0: Great, okay, well, and uh, we'll now move on to our next topic. And Andrew, you've already mentioned Lord Forte and uh, his. His boy Rocco's done quite well in the hotel industry in building his own brand, um, but it's uh, it's rather ebbed and flowed over the last few years. Catherine, what's he up to right now?
2: It has rather ebbed and flowed, um, and uh, and hopefully we're on a flowing part as they're looking back to the motherland, back to Italy. And um, initially, when we heard this deal, the assumption was that it will all be management contracts. They've got four ho- four new hotels being signed up in Italy and one in China, um, but no, it's leases, uh, leases and an acquisition. <clears throat> And off they go. They were backed in 2015 by one of the um, Italian, sovereign, well, Italian sovereign wealth fund, Fondo Strategico Italiano, um, which really, really irritated a lot of people in Italy who thought um, that they were supposed to be revitalising the Italian hospitality sector, which seemed to be backing a UK company. But of course, he has the Italian heritage, so we'll allow that. But so growth for Rocco. And after what's been quite a... Difficult time, things where the Lowry was sold, and um, after they said that Manchester maybe wasn't a priority for their expansion, which I can I guess we can all kind of understand that if you're a large um, luxury company with ambitious expansion plans. but this is the first stage in their long-term strategy to have a base in key cultural centres and European capital cities. So other countries who might have a sovereign wealth fund who are interested in that maybe uh, apply here.
1: I I just don't understand what actual the brand is for or what the chain is for. I'm not sure they've got a coherent... um a message to, to give out there to owners or indeed to consumers okay I mean Rocco is a proven great hotelier but is that going to be enough to roll out a, a, a global chain I, I'm not sure it is and I think he's got some work to do in terms of bringing together and go hearing a, a, a proper message
0: and what do you do with an old Forte hotel well apart from obviously in Manchester if you're in Manchester you you get a football manager to come and live in it um, if you're in Cardiff the St David's has 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 actually just been rebranded this week as a Voco, the first um, Intercontinental's uh, new brand to appear in the UK. Intriguingly,
2: the Hotel de la Ville in Rome, which um, Rocco will be taking over, was formerly an Intercontinental branded hotel, so one in, one out there with Rocco.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great, now let's turn our attentions to Spain and uh, what's moving in the market there. Uh, Andrew, you've you've got some thoughts on uh, how things are heading?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of a bit of a macro perspective, really, in terms of private equity and what it's been up to. So initially, certainly in the hospitality space, the centre of attention was very much Britain um, and and the opportunities there. This is in the sort of um, post-GFC period, um, uh, so subsequent to 2009 and onwards, um, the initial Um, deployment of capital was in assets um, like the principal hotel chain by Starwood Capital Um, and we saw a whole succession of different sort of platform plays in the UK and when that got uh, tighter and tighter in in, in terms of yields private equity moved on and headed south to Iberia and in particular Spain. And Spain has been the centre for quite a bit of action. We've seen Blackstone do a number of deals. There's been a raft of different players there. But if we look right now where where private equity as a whole is I mean the, the amount of dry powder they have is astronomic it's never really been higher than it is currently I mean it's not a precise science estimating this um, it's much more of an art but anything between half a trillion to one and a half trillion and that variation alone tells you how how much of an art it is but 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 The key point is there's a lot of money. There is, in the cliche, a wall of money waiting to be deployed. Um, And this is a challenge, I think, for, for, for private equity. We're competing against each other in this marketplace. But now what we are seeing is, alongside that, this institutional money is coming in. Private equity have acted as pathfinders, they've proven that the markets are, are stable, deals can get done and now institutional investors are following in on their coattails and are making it very tough indeed for, for private equity to do much in, in Spain. So they're heading further east uh, along the Med and um, in their sights uh, are Greece and other Markets, um, Italy too. Um, although Italy itself is um, is, is arguably uh, also being um, at the point where it's it's too rich for private equity players. Um, so it, it's markets like Greece and maybe even into onto the the Balkans. But these are fragmented markets. They are are, are new markets. The the size of deals available there um, are going to be problematic for for private equity, um, that they're not liquid markets, debt finance is going to be tougher. But but this is why private equity makes the higher returns because it has to work harder doing the deals and this is a marked change to what we saw in the last business cycle so if we, if we look back and look at what happened you know in the 1990s in particular it was a classic case of buying low selling high it was an arbitrage play from private equity taking hotel assets out of public hands in terms of the listed companies buying these assets leveraging up the assets and making a mint simply on leveraging it up and making the returns they needed more or less from simply doing that. Um, this cycle they've had to work harder, they've had to invest, they've had to make those platforms make sense, make them more coherent and then shift them on um, in, in a disposal to more institutional or longer term capital. Um, and, they've, and they're happy to work even harder now at this, this, this point in the cycle
0: I think. And Catherine, you've had a bit of a closer look at what's going on in regards institutional money coming into Spain more recently.
2: Um, yes, well, as Andrew was saying, the market is still buoyant. There's still plenty out there to be had, um, not only in the hotel sector but also in residential. Although, as we've seen, um, the hotel sector is competing very strongly with the residential for people's interests and lots of the deals being done are on both sides. Um, but yes, next up, Greece, where the government there has, um, has taken quite a lot of steps to force things onto the market where previously there was some prancing around to be had <clears throat> eyes of the of the uh, of the larger banks looking down and realizing that things need to be shaken up we are now seeing some shaking up and everyone's getting on their flights accordingly
0: and on that note i think we'll finish right there for this week thank you very much